Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, where we've got receipts. I'm your host, Keith Cork, along with my flexible co-host here, Mr. Trey Hill. And I mean flexible in terms of his scheduling. I don't know if he can actually stick his his like foot over his head or something. Uh, Trey, is that something you can do? No, no, that is not. I'm I'm not the most flexible, <laughs> but I'm tall, so I can reach things off the top shelf. Okay, well, he's he's flexible in more 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 than one way, I guess. But no, I'm appreciative of him for being so flexible. Thanks to me and my Thanksgiving plans, you're supposed to record this on Friday as as per usual. Uh, that didn't happen, and then we said Saturday. That didn't happen. So now here we are on Sunday night during football season here, and uh, just going to talk a little bit of hoops for Monday. And I'm even more grateful here for my brother Brandon, who can join us again to talk some hoops. Welcome, brother Brandon. How are you today, man? Doing well. Um, beautiful Sunday. Got a lot of things done around the house. I'm ready to talk sports. Let's get to it. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I know you. Uh, you get. Did you get that turn signal changed or? Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, I did. It's all fixed. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> wasn't that hard. I thought you had to take it to a dealership. No, anyways. Okay. No, that's cool. Nice. <laughs> guys, guys, on BSBP we place wagers on NBA game outcomes, player props, futures, and much, much more. Uh, we're all about the NBA here. We aim to be right more than we're wrong, which is easier said than done, guys. Uh, we are all, unfortunately, below the cr- uh, starting credit rating of 100. I'm at a 92.5. Trey's at a 92.4. There's actually kind of splitting hairs there because I'm rounding. We're actually uh, pretty much even, so uh, Trey and I are neck and neck. And Mr. Brother Brandon there, you were at 99.2. You went um, one and two in your last showing on our show Uh I do have those bets up here if you don't remember them. Uh, you had Detroit plus nine, which you missed on. Uh, they were playing Chicago, actually. And then you had Chicago and Detroit over 213.5. They didn't hit that. But you did have the Memphis money line, and you won on that one. That was a plus 140 hit, so that was nice. So, uh, But you are just slightly under the, the starting level of on 100, and that's okay. We're going to uh, hit some here. I know we did pretty well last uh, last show, Trey. I went 2-0. and uh, so I was pretty happy about that. That was my, my birthday uh, was coming up the day after. So for my birthday, I got two wins. Uh, I had the Milwaukee Bucks and OKC Thunder going under 214.5 total points, which uh, that just that hit. Uh, not much to say there. The Pelicans and Clippers one was the one I was super excited about uh, to go under 215 and a half points. Uh, I think that was just a great call, just a great read on my part, because the uh, Clippers really it, it pretty much played out exactly like I said. Clippers kind of had tire legs. Pelicans just just aren't good. Uh, they're getting better though, but we can talk a little bit about that. But uh, but anyways, they they did, they did end up going under 250.5. So uh, nice little two no sweep for me. Trey, tell me, uh, talk to me a little bit about your uh, plays from last show. I went one and two. I had the Bulls and Lakers money line that didn't hit because the Lakers were not able to come through. They I just noticed actually earlier today that they're under 500 for the season. So the Lakers money line just has not been some LeBron's teams has, has, hasn't come through on the money line. I also lost Sacramento minus four versus Toronto. Um, I think that was, uh, was that the final Luke Walton game? I believe so. Yeah. Um, all kind of a blur since I was traveling and everything, but I believe you're right about that. Yeah, that would they another letdown uh, so much so that, Walton got fired for it. But I did hit on a three-team parlay that was plus 180. I had the Brooklyn money line over Orlando. I had Milwaukee beating the Thunder, and I had Phoenix beating Dallas. All three hit. 
got me plus 180. So while I went one and two, I was almost even for the day. So it wasn't the worst outcome in the world. And you wanted to add a fourth team. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, but I advised you not to. It, it, was, the, it was the Warriors. I don't remember who they were playing. Yeah. Um, but it was the Warriors, so, and they also won. So yeah, had I included so it that, a... it would have been a little nicer. But I'll take the wins when I get them. Yeah, we'll take some W's. So, uh, you know, all in all, we went three and two. That's a pretty good showing. I don't mind that at all. You're all that one of your misses, there was also only – a half unit. You only went on a half unit. I think I think the Bulls and the Lakers money line. I think that was the play. So uh, all in all, it's all good stuff. We end up winning. So, uh, but because we love it so much, guys, most of our bets are made on my bookie, and that's where we get the odds for our show. My bookie is simply the best sports book around. We are always finding odds and lines we like, and my bookie makes it easy. If you sign up and enter the promo code Hoopball, it's H O O P B A L L. You get your first deposit matched halfway up to your first thousand dollars. That means if you put in a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars you get an extra 500 to play around with and uh, you know, hopefully hopefully win some money. Um, actually some, some exciting news uh, just off the top of my show, off the top of my head. Now that we're talking about it, Hoopball is actually no more. We are no longer Hoopball. We are now sports ethos. Uh, that did just happen while I was away. So I, I kind of have to study up on that a little bit. As far as I know, all of our promo codes are still Hoopball and that probably will be the same uh, for the entirety of the season uh, until the end of the season. But uh, hoopball is uh, branching out and, and including other sports. So that's why it's been changed from something that's more basketball themed to sports ethos. Uh, we've got some guys that are covering football already, uh, college football and and the professional football. So I imagine we'll branch out to hockey and, and baseball. I know we've got a few guys do baseball also. So uh, all the sports, sports ethos, that's the new name. There's the little announcement at the top of the show. But hey, Guys, we're going to jump into what we call call our quarterway crackdown. Uh, we did the Eastern Conference team in our last shows. Last show, we're going to do our Western Conference teams on this show. Uh, we're just basically we're going to go through ESPN's BPI, which is the Basketball Power Index. And if you guys aren't familiar, uh, BPI takes into account the uh, game by game efficiency, strength of schedule, pace, days of rest, game location, and preseason expectations. And then what it actually does is it actually simulates the season 10,000 times, according to that formula that they've got. And they come up with a number of, of basically wins and, and uh, percentage of chance that the team is going to make the playoffs. So I took that, and we're going to compare it to what we had in the preseason, Mr. Trey and I, uh, as far as our guesses as to the win totals. But since we have brother Brandon, Brandon on this time, we're going to do it a little bit different. We're not going to have him just sit there. And, uh, you know, with his thumb up his butt and listen to us talk about what we think about each team, we're actually going to play a little game here. And it's a little fun. We're actually going to uh, roll this up and we're going to do a little bit of a BSBP re-up slash reload here. Uh, we're going to play a game here. Brother Brandon, you're going to guess. Uh, I'm going to give you the, the teams. I'm actually going to give them to you in alphabetical order in the Western Conference. You're going to give me your best guess to what you think the ESPN BPI has for their win total. And then uh, we'll take my, and then we'll we'll reveal my guests from preseason and Trey's guests from preseason and whichever three of the three of us is closer is going to get 0.1 unit added to our bank account. So that means, uh, you know, basically if if I you know the number is 40, I guess 41 in preseason. Trey guessed 42 and Brandon guesses 43. That means I would get a 0.1 unit added to uh, my my role here. Uh, and if any of our guesses are spot on. We will go ahead and give an extra 0.1 unit, so that'll be 0.2 units to add it to your total. So, uh, yeah, going to be fun. Brandon, you ready to play, my man? Yeah, let's get to it. 
right. So first off, we've got, uh, again, this is alphabetical order. I will reveal uh, what place they're in afterwards. I don't want to give my brother any advantages here. So uh, Dallas Mavericks is first up as far as alphabetical order goes. What is your best guess here for what you think ESPN BPI gives for their win total, Brandon? Uh, I'm going to say 48, 48 and a half. Okay. So he's guessing 48 and a half. And uh, my guess was 47. Trey's was 45. The ESPN BPI is 43. <laughs> so a little high there, brother Brandon. Uh, no worries. Yeah. Trey's, Trey's actually the closest there. So uh, I'm actually going to put a note here. Trey wins this one. Uh, Trey, you get an extra 0.1 unit here. So, uh, But they are seventh according to the ESPN BPI ranking. So uh, Trey, you had them fourth. Talk to me about the uh, Dallas Mavericks and why you were Lower than I guess my brother and I were. I just I think the West is tough. Luca traditionally seems to uh, enjoy the off season, so I thought he might come in, you know, a little out of shape. I wasn't big <clears throat> on the Jason Kidd hiring. I don't think he's I don't think he's shown to be uh, anything but a below average coach. Porzingis, he's been um, actually a really surprised player the last few games and he's kind of ramped up, which is nice to see. But I just, I, th- I think Luca is kind of looked at with a target because everyone loves Luca. You know, the media loves Luca, all the fans love Luca. And I think teams really gear up to play Dallas and to play Luca. I think they like competing against him. And so I just, that's where I was on them. And a, even at 45, it says I'm a little high, but I, I think 45 is still pretty pretty solid for them. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll probably end up right 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 there, maybe at 45, 46. So somewhere, you know, either your guess or, or between our two guesses. I was at 47, obviously. Uh, I had them fifth, so I had them a little higher than seventh, obviously too. Um, I think you know what we said in preseason. Um, the big thing that we were on was you know, however Kristaps Porzingis goes is how the Dallas Mavericks are going to go. He ended up missing time already this season. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many games, but it was like it had to be like three or four games that he missed. So I think that's one factor um, that really didn't help them a lot. Um, you know, I still don't think that they that KP and Luca have a huge great rapport with each other. I don't really see those two stars playing super well together uh, so far this season. Let's see, he missed one, two, three, four, five games actually uh, already this season. So. Um, but you know, he, he's back now. He's actually balling out. He's playing really well. I'm looking at the last game. He didn't have such a great game in the loss against the, the wizards, but before that he was scoring, you know, twenties and thirties, uh, in the points department. So, uh, you know, averaging somewhere around 25, 26 points. So, uh, he's balling out now, which is what I really thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to come in and have just a great season. So that's why I was a little higher on them at 47, but Mr. Brandon, you had 48 and a half is what you guessed there. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about the Dallas Mavericks. Why are you, why are you higher on them? Than, uh, than we are here. Um, I just think they're starting to click. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. has uh, been really nice for them, uh, knocking down a lot of uh, transition threes, and uh, just he's been playing really good basketball. Uh, Luca's uh, taking on the reins again of doing what he's supposed to be doing, and Kristaps has looked uh, pretty promising as of late, um, staying off the injury list. So I just think. Uh, they're finding a little bit of a groove right now, and uh, I feel like uh, they're going to start winning some ball games here. Yeah, I think we all believe that they're going to end up above 43 here, so I think it's a little low. I think they'll normalize a little bit. But uh, next up on the list here is the Denver Nuggets. 
Brandon, what's your guess here for the ESPN, B- ESPN BPI win total? Some of the stuff that's going on over there, I'm going to go with uh, 41 and a half. Okay, 41 and a half. I had 46. Trey had 44. The answer was 45. So that means Trey wins yet again over here. Uh, Is that not a tie? <laughs> what's that? Is that not a tie? Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, you're. I'm. So, you. You are. Uh, no, no, no. It's not a tie. Well, yeah, it is a tie. I'm. I'm just. Uh, uh, I don't know. Higher. This isn't the prices, right? Yeah. No, you're. You're right. I, uh, so we'll split that. Trey, Keith, we'll split. So each of us gets uh, basically like half of a point one unit, which is almost nothing, but that's okay. I'm calling. Uh, I, I said we both just get the point one. If you, I think it's just uh we both win. Yeah. You know what? It's our show. Sure. Yeah. We'll. We'll, we'll do that. We each get point one. That's fine. Uh, no, sorry. I appreciate you being honest there, but, uh, no, go, go ahead. Talk to me. Um, you know, I'll start with this one. So Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Obviously it's been a rough go. Uh, we didn't expect, you know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. To, to be terrible. I mean, he was not good even before he went down with the injury. Uh, I think a big part of that probably has to do with the injury because it is a back injury. It was probably bothering him before he actually couldn't play basketball again. Right, the but, injury uh, is so bad. He, it's looking like he's also going to miss the season. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be rough for uh, for me, especially because I got that bet with you about uh, him having more uh, most improved. Oh no, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I, I was, was gonna, gonna say you have that backwards. I'm the one. Who's <laughs> so it's a, so, so it's not a good look for you. So there you go. It's not a good look for me in fantasy. I get I get so confused. There's so many different basketball realities in my world. I get confused, but uh, no. Uh, yeah, so that's that's one thing we didn't expect, and obviously, you know. Um, you know, Will Barton is, has played pretty well, but um, just a lot of missing pieces there. With the, and Jokic has been out, obviously, with the uh, I think he's in the health and safety. No, he said he has he injured his wrist. That's right, he sprained his wrist or something like that. So it's just um, you know just a lot of missing pieces. It's hard for them to win games like that, and they still look good even when Jokic is playing. You know, uh, so I think that they'll probably end up right around that. You know, it, the the BPI right now is right in between our two guesses at 44 and 46. So. Um, I think we're we're spot on there. I think we're still pretty good. Brandon, why don't you talk to me about the Denver Nuggets, man? You uh, you were a little lower on them. Said it's a little bit chaotic over there. Uh, you you talking about all the missing pieces, or what do you think about the Nuggets? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> just piggyback off of what you said. It's uh, it's from what I hear, it's like a back nerve from Michael Porter Jr. So that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've said this since day one with you. I always think having a really solid uh, small forward and uh getting some very, really nice production out of that position always makes a good NBA team. That's just my stance on it. So um, I feel like Will Barton, Barton is uh, doing really well, but not having Michael Porter Jr., I think it's going to cost him a couple games. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good thing, man. It's not it's bad. I mean, and Bones Highland also has been out for a while. He was looking promising for like a game and then he was injured. So uh, just rough, man. Uh, Trey, Trey, any other thoughts on the Denver Nuggets here? Steph's been the darling of the league, and Durant's been scoring at an insanely efficient rate. But Jokic is putting up similar numbers to his MVP season. He's just he's been the way he's been able to carry this team has just been it's su- such a joy to watch. So mm. if nothing else, go out of your way to watch a Jokic game if you haven't watched one in a while because he's just he's just so brilliant and it's just such a like like watching when you watch Steph, how it's just such a different way to watch a basketball game. It's the same way with Denver. 
Yeah, and uh, you know they're one of the slowest teams in the NBA in terms of pace, but it's for good reason. It's because their offense is just so efficient because of what Jokic can do. I mean, Jokic can you know score at, at will pretty much you know from the high post to low post. He can pass out of there. I mean, his passing is just a completely elite level. If you enjoy watching Lamelo ball pass. You'll also enjoy watching Nikola Jokic pass, so you should watch him some more if, if you're into that. Uh, it's not only guards that can do that; centers can do that too. So, um, so yeah, they, they just have a really efficient offense. It's it's actually I, I agree with you. It is a joy to watch um, as long as you're okay with the slower pace, which it definitely is. Uh, it's more of a half court set uh, type of of game and offense, which is more old school. Um, but I enjoy it. So, uh, okay, Brandon, Golden State Warriors. What's your guess here? They're uh, they're off to a hot start. What do you think for their BPI? I'm thinking 52 and a half. Well, oh, you're going to get the point here. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get the point here. Uh, I had 45. I had them in eighth. And uh, Trey had them in 44 uh, wins at sixth in his standings. Uh, the actual answer is 61. Uh, so it's even higher than, than Brother Brandon uh, has let on. Uh, Trey, I'm going to let you start, man. You uh, you had the lowest uh, guess here to start the season, and, and obviously we got some thoughts there. So uh, give me your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors so far. I thought they would struggle a little bit coming out of the gate, not having Clay Thompson and having so many, having a few new faces. But, I mean, Iguodala had been there before, and they replaced guys who didn't fit their system. They like to run with guys that do fit the system. And adding Bielitsa – as a, you know, another kind of Draymondish type big, just it seemed like that helped unlock a lot for them. And Steph Curry's just uh, Steph Curry. He he's a super. Uh, he's obviously one of the best players in the league. But when you can when you get the right players around him and maximize the effectiveness of the gravity he he pulls, it's just it's just different. And that's what it is that the team they've built this year around him, even without play, has just been perfect to lift up his talents. And he's just showing out on the on the brightest stage. Did you see? Did you guys see the the T thing he did to the ref? Mm-hmm. No, was that today? Uh, uh, I think it was today. So so yeah. he, he gets hit on a drive, and he gets teed up, and he then he makes three state three straight threes. Oh, and sorry. after the third one, he he looks looks right at the ref and does the T motion. Any <laughs> other player in the league is he's getting teed up and thrown out. People are probably shitting on him for showing up the ref, but because it's Steph Curry, it's okay. Yeah. And I agree with that one hundred percent. I love Steph Curry. <laughs> I love his I love his thing, and he's just been unbelievable this year. He he is the boy wonder, my friend. Uh, okay, so uh, Brandon, give me your thoughts, and then, I'll, and then I'll jump into my thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors? Um, I'm just I'm just worried about uh, I, the reason why I didn't pick them to win as much. What was it, 61 and a half? You said. Uh, 61 was what they had. Yeah, I, I I'm just curious to see what's gonna happen when uh Clay Thompson and James Wiseman comes back because, um, you figure um, those guys aren't just gonna step into a role. They're gonna have to figure some things out because. When these guys get back, I mean, they got so many, they got so many options on that team. They're they're gonna be so so much depth on that team that I'm just kind of curious to see what it's gonna look like. And 61 and a half doesn't look unreasonable, but when you when you factor in that Clay Thompson's got to come back, James Wiseman's got to come back, and they got to find out a rotation. 
I think it's going to be, I think they're going to struggle for a little bit, but I think, uh, like you guys said, they've proven that they can win without these guys. So I don't know. This is, that just seems a little high to me, but yeah. Well, they've had a couple of close games too that could have gone either way. They had the Clippers, they won by two, um, and they had uh, the Pistons, they they won by just three. So you know it, it, these games can go either way. I think there will be some regression here, uh, and I do agree with you, Brian. I do think that once they add some of these other pieces, it's going to be. It always takes a minute to figure that kind of thing out, and sometimes having too much talent is. Uh, I won't want to say it's a bad thing, but it, it, like you said, it does take some time to, to navigate it and figure out where the pieces fit. Um, you know, what, what the rotations are going to look like. So uh, I think there will be a little bit of that. I think, you know, right now they've just started with such a, such a breakneck speed. And a lot of these um, games that they're winning, uh, they're coming back, you know, they're, they're down like the third and fourth quarter and they're coming back and just, you know, going up, going down from down 15 to, you know, up five or whatever, like just like a 20 point swing in like just such a short period of time because they can just do that. They, they launched so many threes and, have such a nice uh, free-flowing offense, but uh, you know that, that's just not something you want to rely on. So uh, I think there will be some regression here. I don't think what are they 18 and two now in real life, and uh, I don't think that's going to stick. Um, 61 I think is is a little bit ambitious. Um, so I think I, I'd be a little closer maybe to your your guess there, Brandon. But um, they're definitely higher than I thought in the, in the preseason. I, I did think that they they just didn't look that great last season, but it's been completely night and day. Uh, there was no no comparison to the Golden State Warriors of last season to this season. I think Draymond Green being completely healthy helps a lot, uh, just a lot, a lot, because you watch some of these plays with him and Steph Curry, uh, and these guys are just on a different wavelength. And you know, I know a lot of people have said that, but it's true, and it's it's really uh, a lot of fun to watch. So, um, but again, I think there will be some some regression there. But yeah, I, I obviously missed the mark there, um, and they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be in the preseason. Well, before uh, so, you move on. I, yeah. I sent you the link of the Steph Curry tea thing. I want your live reaction to watching it because I know how much I, I remember you getting annoyed and going on your old man rant when Curry showed up the Bulls. And I just watch him show this ref up. I want to see if you have any. Oh, reaction. look at that. Yeah. See, you know, I, that one doesn't bother me as much. I, cause you know, screw the refs. I mean, mostly it's, it's fine. No, okay. I, I don't mind. I don't mind, but he, he he does uh, – that is a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. I watched up it again, and he, like, really gets his hips into it. Like, he really he really throws some some spice on there. He he acts like – you know, he, he acts like a child a little bit, and uh, it's all in good fun. So I can't hate it too much without sounding like a complete hater. Uh, but it does irk you a little bit when you're on the losing side of that. So when he did that against the Bulls where he kind of looked into the crowd right after he launched the shot, it did uh, – it did rub me the wrong way, but at the same time, I re- I'm smart enough to recognize that I'm being a homer and a, you know, uh, I, I don't know what other word to, to attribute to it. You know, you can't really hate a guy for having fun on the court and just playing tremendous basketball. This guy plays tremendous basketball. And I, I do enjoy watching that part of it. So I, I uh, baited you into saying that <laughs> Steph Curry acts like a child, so I'm calling that a win. Uh, there you go. You can't call BS on that. I don't know how you would, but uh, but yeah, that's, 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 that's true. You got me to say that. So, uh, Brandon. Houston Rockets. What's your guess for the uh, ESPN BPI there? They're uh, they're terrible. So <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess 26 and a half. Okay, 26 and a half. I might have to do some math here. Uh, I've got 17. Trey's got 30. The ESPN BPI has them at 22. I believe that makes me a winner. Uh, wait, no. 26. Oh, he's, he's the winner. Nope, he's he's four the winner. Away. Yeah. 
He's four and a half away. So Brandon's the winner there. Uh, talk to me, Brandon. Talk to me about the Houston Rockets. What do you think about them uh, so far this season? Uh, you know, 22 wins is what they got them for. You think that's uh, high, low? What do you think? I think that's uh, that's pretty spot on to what I think they're going to end up with. Uh, Jalen Green's hurt, so I think they kind of look better without him on the floor, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr. is actually <laughs> uh, looking really good, um, taking over the reins over there. Uh, Christian Wood, you you got to like the guy. I think 22 wins is probably right where I would have them. Yeah, you're not wrong about the Jalen Green situation. I um, do think they look a little bit better without him on the floor. I think that's something that we probably would have known anyways because, you know, he's just a rookie. He's just figuring it out. And uh, once he does figure it out, though, I mean, he's got all the, he's got the tools. He's got the tool bag. Um but yeah, there's there's been some struggles here in the early going for Jalen Green. It's been a rough start for him. Alperin Sengun, uh, talk to me about him, Trey, because I know you're you're a big fan. Uh, you know, wh- why aren't they playing this guy? Are they playing him now? I don't. I haven't looked at his box for re- recently. Is he playing now? I, I don't know. He yeah, he's been getting he's been getting some more run. Um, I actually wrote a little bit about him. You can find that on Twitter. He, the playmaking he's had, it's just been so Sabonis-like. Uh, I looked at the advanced stats from a place called B-Ball Index, and his playmaking is ba- it's rated in the A's and basically everything. He's, his rebounding's been solid. His effort on defense has shown through. He, um, he has, I think, some of the most deflections in the rookie class. He's getting in passing lanes, and he, he challenges more shots than just about any rookie in terms of rate that he's on the floor. He's just – and the team is just significantly better when he's on the court. I don't have the net ratings in front of me. But he, he's been a huge bright spot for them. And I know part of it is that he plays against bench units, but he's been playing professionally for so long that he's comfortable out there throwing, you know, a no-look behind-his-head pass, like was trending on Twitter earlier today. It, mm-hmm. Or he had one where he was triple-teamed against Boston, and he just threw this behind-the-back pass that went around two Celtics and bounced perfectly to a guy for a three-pointer. He's, he's been great for them, and they've won two games in a row. So, you know, maybe maybe it's trending upward back up towards the 30 for me. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they've been playing a little bit better as of late. Obviously, they beat our bullies up, and that was a disappointing loss for us, but a good win for them. Uh, and, and they were they were incredible on offense that game, so I can't really take it away from them. They, they won that game you know, outright. The, we can say what you want about the Bulls. Not putting forth the effort, I don't think they did. But at the same time, you got to give credit where credit's due. The, the Rockets played a good game. So they won that, and then they beat the Hornets. So those are two quality wins in a row. Uh, if they can string together some more of those, you know, maybe they do trend upwards here. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's kind of strange to me. I don't know what they're doing in Houston because they, they didn't start – they decided not to start Daniel Tice and instead start Eric Gordon, I believe, which is like um, why not just start Shangun? Uh, you know, it's and now they've got the John Wall situation. Let's talk about that for a minute. John Wall just came out today, or maybe it was yesterday. He was saying that, uh, or there's been rumors that he went to the organization and said, "Hey, I want to play," uh, but they came in an impasse, basically saying, you know, they want him to come off the bench. He doesn't think he should come off the bench. So, what are your thoughts there, Brandon? Uh, do you think that um, you know that's true? First of all, and then you know, do you think it's BS? Uh, who, who's in the wrong here, John Wall or the organization? Um. I, I honestly don't think the organization's in the wrong because they're trying to protect their assets and uh, trying to get rid of him because he already uh, he came out before the year even started saying he wanted to 
not play for them and get traded. So why would you risk the chance of an injury-prone guy going back out there and getting hurt and then losing that whole um, trade aspect of the John Wall situation? But um, the guy wants to play now. Uh, I don't really see how the organization can let him do it. I, I don't. Yeah. What do you think there, Trey? I think Brandon was pretty much spot on. Uh, I don't fault the team at all for not wanting to start him and for wanting to give those guards the the starting experience because it is different being a starter in the NBA compared to coming off the bench. And if that wasn't true, then it wouldn't be a big deal for John Wall. And I did see a a tweet that said um, it was something along the lines of, you know, there was a rumor that he wanted to be the number one option. Uh, and then he responded actually on Twitter saying, LOL, that's a lie. Uh, his actual like verified account. Uh, so I think, you know, there's some there's some jerking around there. Um, but no, I know I agree with you guys. I think, you know, it, it's not a winning situation, obviously. Uh, I think we all wish that they could just buy John Wall out. He goes somewhere and, and, and compete on a, on a good team, you know, maybe uh, play in a, in a diminished role, but at least be on a good team and, and compete for a championship or, or at least you know, play in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, he's just got so much money left on the contract. It's just uh, – it's really put them all in a bad situation. So, uh, next year, I think we're all looking at next year. I think that's more – when he'll be more agreeable to a buyout um, because then he can recoup more of that money. Um, so, it just right now, it's just it's just so awkward. So, I hope they do figure it out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think um, – I hope they do play Shingun a little bit more. I hope they do play the young guys a little bit more. I think they're going to end up – uh, lower than what your guess was there with the 30 wins, uh, Trey, but you know, not, not too much lower, maybe like 25 wins. My guess was, what was my guess? 17 or something. So I think I'm kind of crazy there for, for being so low. Uh, but you know, at the same time, they've got what three wins on the season. So who knows? We'll see how that goes. So, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Clippers are the next here in the alphabet war. Mr. Uh, Brandon, what do you think for Clippers for a win total? Uh, let's see where they're sitting at right now. They're sitting at 11 and 9. I'm going to say 41 and a half. All right. You said 41 and a half. Trey said 42. I said 47. ESPN BPI says 49. So that makes me the big winner for this one. I'll take it. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a stand for the Clippers. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, I don't know. I just like this team. I like their grit. Yeah, I think 49 might be a little high there. I think my guess at 47 even might be a little high. I think they'll end up like 45, 46, uh, just based on what I've seen so far. Their defense, though, is just incredible. They play outstanding defense. They played the uh, the Warriors today, uh, and, and just, you know, you showed me that stuff, Curry video, but uh, they held the Warriors to 105 points, which, you know, that's no, you know, nothing to sneeze at. They did lose the game. Their offense is <clears throat> a little bit rough around the edges, to say the least. Uh, Bledsoe, I seem, think, is seeing a little bit of a resurgence there. Um, obviously, they have no Kawhi, so it's hard for them to really be an elite team right now. But I, you know, I don't. I, I see them having a winning record. I think Paul George. People continuously sleep on Paul George. I think he's a really fantastic, great player. He is fits that mold that you were saying, Brandon, the, of the small four that does everything that uh, plays defense that really is the crux of your team. Uh, he's that. He's that dude. Uh, he's one of the best to, to do it in the league, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I was high on them. So I'll take my win there. Uh, what do you think, Trey, uh, about this L.A. Clipper team? I think it shows how much Paul George sacrifices to be the number two to Kawhi because he's he's been playing at that Oklahoma City where he went. I think he was third in MVP voting one year. 
Mm-hmm. And he's putting up almost 26 points this year. He's got 1.9 steals a game. I'm looking at it right now. Seven and a, seven and a half rebounds, five assists. He's He's been the focal point for an offense that, like you said, isn't the greatest, but works enough to complement the defense that they have. And the only reason that that offense works as well as it does is because of Paul George. Who's like who's their second best player? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, you know, there's a couple guys you you could probably throw in there, but Reggie uh, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson's the first one that comes to mind. But I mean, but then you're thinking like like best player. Like I think he's probably their second best offensive player, which isn't that's not right. Right, but Tim's like fantastic for his role. But that that. The hesitation we all just had, or me and you just had, Brandon, I didn't, we didn't even give him a chance to interject. Who do you think the second best player is? Um. Okay, you hesitated too. <laughs> there you Perfect. go. Right. Same hesitation. Right. Um, <laughs> Terrence Mann's pretty good. I like him, he, but he is. Uh, <laughs> that just shows, though, how how much Paul George is carrying this team, and I I don't know that they're going to carry him to what was it, forty nine wins, but. The forty-seven that you that you have, Keith. I don't know that that's out of the realm of possibility. What do you think? I was low on them at forty-two, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I you know they they could end up there too. I, I could see them being like a five hundred team. What do you think, Mister Brandon? What do you think about the um, LA Clippers? Any thoughts there? I think it's too high. <laughs> I'm not very high on them. Um, I I think at some point, like. Paul George is uh, he's playing a fan he's playing a fantastic year I'll give him that um he's doing all the things that his team is needed but can he sustain that I I I don't know man he's how he's an older uh, superstar now um he's had surgery on his knees and all this other stuff in his career so I don't know 49 seems like uh, it's pretty high to me they are having a true point guard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's not an ideal team. I think um, mostly Paul George, if I want to, if I'm thinking correctly, I, I haven't you know, watched too much of them, but I think he typically handles the rock a lot for them or, or just kind of is the de facto point guard in many scenarios. But uh, the Clippers are second in defensive rating at 102.2. The uh, number one team is obviously the Golden State Warriors, which is just still blows my mind. I can't believe they're playing that good of defense, but um, so it was. It was kind of a defensive Paul, matchup earlier today. Paul George uh, is in the hundredth percentile according to cleaning the glass and usage rate at thirty-five point five percent. So you're correct in that he has the ball more than any other, more than anyone in the league. Yeah, like I said, he might not be like dribbling, you know, taking the ball out of bounds, dribbling it up the floor, but he's basically initiating the offense, you know, nine out of ten times. So, uh, all right, next guy, next on the uh, list here, we've got the Los Angeles Lakers, Mr. Brandon. Who do you, what do you think? This, this is kind of, I don't know if you're gonna get this. ESPN BPI. What do you think? What's your guess? <laughs> I want to <laughs> say like 22 because they suck. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that they do some crazy like 49. Okay, your guess is 49. Uh, you're actually going to win this because Trey, uh, your guess was 54. My guess was 50, 55 wins. ESPN BPI has them at 37 wins. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're crushing them, man. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. Tell me tell me about the Lakers and, that, and how they suck. Uh, you know, Talk to me a little bit about, uh, about these guys. I've actually watched them a lot, so go ahead. 
I okay. I I I want to retract my statement. They they don't suck. They've had LeBron out for like the last two weeks. Um, Russell's uh get, he's playing what he's supposed to do. I mean the guy, he just gets a lot of blame for a lot of things because of the way he is and who he is. But honestly, like Russ isn't even playing that bad. And then everybody else, AD, he's not playing too bad. I mean, they just have been injured and. They just been dealing with a lot of stuff to where they can't even get going out of the gate of the season, if you ask me. But um, they'll they'll turn it around. Um, the bounce back. I I I think that's a little low for the BPI for the Lakers. I I don't disagree. Trey, tell me your thoughts here. Westbrook's been a guy who traditionally takes the first half of the season to get going these last few years, anyway. You got to add that to. I think they have like eight different new people coming in. Twelve and, new faces. Well, okay, twelve new faces coming in, and LeBron was out for two weeks. Like he said, this is. It's not a team that's had a chance to gel, and I think the issue a lot of people have is even when they win, they haven't. They haven't had a lot of moments where they've looked good on offense. The the spacing issues we all thought they were going to have have crept up. I think Anthony Davis has been the worst jump shooting big man in the league. Oh yeah. Uh, or at least it has definitely had the worst regression in terms of big men and shooting yep. from the outside. And if Anthony Davis is isn't able to space the floor, that's going to be a real issue for a lot of the lineups they like to run. And it's it just hasn't looked like pretty basketball. It'll look prettier now that LeBron's back and that once they start to find their groove. I I'm thinking what forty to win if I if I put the over the over under at 42 and a half wins are you taking the over or the under oh I'll take the over I'll take the over I think I'm taking the over too yeah yeah what do you think Brad over for sure yeah yeah I Um, think I think we all we can all agree I think we all agree they're gonna they're gonna turn it around they're gonna be better than they have been it's been a really rough start for them uh you have to also remember they don't have Kendrick Nunn they don't have um Trevor Risa who are two of also what they thought were key signings in the offseason. And, and these guys aren't making a lot of money. They came to play with LeBron. Uh, but at the same time, they're not, you know, they're, they're talented basketball players. So uh, they're still missing pieces out there. Taylor Horton Tucker is still young and figuring it out. He's he had a couple of big games and then LeBron came back. It's been tough to find his groove next to LeBron, I think. Um, so that's something he's got to figure out. Um, like you said, there's, there's spacing issues that just, they're not going to go away. So that's why I don't think we both had them at 50. We had them at 54, I had them at 55. We had them both second in the Western conference. Um, and we're, we were both off there. And I, 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 if I were to amend my, my guess, it would be in the mid forties, uh, to, to maybe high forties, like 47, 48 wins or something like that. Um, I don't think they're a 50 something win team. They're just, I, I just don't see it. I, I can't be too excited about that. I think the best case scenario for the Lakers is that they start to figure this thing out as you know the playoffs are, are coming up, uh, you know month uh, two weeks to a month out from the playoffs they start to really hit their stride and then uh, they do have the talent on that team to just sweep the damn playoffs and, and win a championship. There's that's not something that if you said that happened if, if you know you're talking to me right now and say hey I'm from the future and this happens I'm not gonna blink an eye. It's not. It's like okay cool. Like I could see that happening. It's not, you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility. So, uh, you you want to say something, Brandon? I'm sorry. It's just there's there's so much experience on that team. Like they're all veterans. Uh, most of the team is veterans that have been doing this for a long time. The only thing that is worrying me is uh, 
LeBron, you know, he's never really been hurt in his career, and when he has, it was really nothing serious. Um, um, but I don't know, man. He, when I was watching him play the Sacramento Kings the other night, he kind of showed his age a little bit. So <clears throat> that team only is going to go as far as LeBron goes, and if LeBron um, gets back and if, if it was just the ab thing that put him out of shape from what I was seeing, then that's okay. He'll get it back. But uh, it's kind of nerve nerve-wracking to see uh, – LeBron play the way that he did. Um, he's kind of showing his can age I, a little bit to me. Can I point out he only played 45 games last year? He had the and then the year before that he played a bunch, but it was the bubble year, so he got all that extra rest. And then when they were in the bubble, it was you know they were there. They didn't have any of the flying. Everyone got to play, you know, pretty much all of the games. And then the year before the bubble, he also only played 55 games, and that's the year they didn't make the playoffs. LeBron hasn't been this Iron Man except for that bubble season. That was kind of gift wrapped it for him to excel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you can be, you can call yourself the king or whatever, but uh, you know, old man time remains undefeated. So I think it's, I think it's finally catching up to him. Uh, I do think that's true. Uh, Anthony Davis is constantly a disappointment when it comes to, you know, us thinking he's going to be like this top three player in in the league. At times he looks like it, and at times you know we, it's it just like he can't. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it because he just he can't keep it. It's not. It doesn't happen for a full season. If it did, I, he, it would be incredible because this guy in certain you know, just like we saw Giannis in the playoffs last season, you know, really just kind of ascend and, and go to a new level. Anthony Davis looks like that sometimes, but he just doesn't do it consistently. It, it, you know, it, it, maybe it's injuries. Maybe he just his body just fails him at times. I, I don't know what it is. He just he seems not to be able to play through things. Um, so that's got to be a really, really big disappointment for Lakers fans. But, uh, but yeah, I think they will be better than obviously third. What is this? Thirty-seven wins? Yeah, I, I don't think. I think that's crazy. All right, um, Memphis Grizzlies, Brandon. Talk to me about them. What do you think? Uh, they're struggling, Keith. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you got for their wins totals? Uh, we're gonna go with thirty-six. Thirty-six and a half. You sure you don't want to go with your first guess? Thirty-six. Well, right, I've just been ignoring his tabs. I've just been <laughs> ignoring them completely because yeah, okay, okay. Say, yeah. 36. All right. 36. All right, 36. All right, cool. Yeah, you're spot on. Oh, my goodness, Brandon. Oh, yeah. 36 is what the uh, ESPN BPI has them at. I had them at 43. Uh, I had them at ninth in my rankings. Uh, you had them at 43. Also, Trey, seventh in your rankings. They have them 11th in the rankings at 36. Go ahead, Brandon. I didn't mean to cut you off. They're, they're, uh, they're struggling. Go ahead. Talk to them. Talk about them. Yeah, uh, they they can't beat the competition they're supposed to beat, and then when they play good teams, they show up. I don't really get what their whole philosophy is down there right now, but uh, John Morant's hurt, so that's not looking too good. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is starting to step up, so I like 36. I'm sitting right about there. Yeah, he's uh, he's playing well recently. Go ahead, Trey. Talk to me about the Memphis Grizzlies. I think Brandon summed it up pretty well. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is definitely going to win you that most improved bet we had from the preseason. And <laughs> I, I, I just, I hope Jaw's not out for too long because he's just so fun to watch. But um, yeah, Brandon really summed it up. Yeah, what really surprises me is that, you know, um, I, I think, uh, let's see, what's their record here on the season? Their record of the season is 10 and 10. Uh, really pretty mediocre, and John Morant came out of the gate, and he was just playing incredible. 
Uh, I mean, better than he's ever played in his career, which, you know, uh, what, what year is he in now? Third year, fourth year, fifth year? Um, not too sure uh, how many years. He's in his third? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yes. Well, what, which, okay. So, yeah, so there's a third-year leap. There's a, you know, That's always kind of the myth. It's like, hey, is there a third-year leap coming for this guy? So it is possible he took that leap. And he's just literally that good now. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't expect this guy to come out. And uh, let's see, he's averaging, what, 24.1 points, which is uh, five points more than he was last season. Uh, averaging uh, slightly less st- assists, which is not a big deal. More rebounds, uh, you know, 5.6 went to four last season. So that's a significant jump. 1.6 steals compared to 0.9 last season uh, and the season before. So that's that's a that's almost double the steals. Uh He's just playing, playing out of his mind. You know, this guy, if effective field goal percentage is the highest it's been in his career. Uh, Three-point percentage, obviously, a big leap there. You have to have a leap. 1.6 threes made per game as opposed to 1.2 the year before. Um, just across the board, this guy was just killing it. And like you said, I hope he, you know, he is okay. I know the update was that he's going to be out a few weeks. It's kind of a vague timeline there. Uh, I hope it's closer to, to one week, you know, as opposed to two or three or four weeks. But um, we'll have to see about that. But uh, even though he's been playing out of his mind, guys, they're still, 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 still. And and here's here's what I think. What I said in the preseason. Jonas Valanciunas, huge part of that team. They take that out and they, they put in Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams has played just fine, played great. But I, I just think Jonas was just such a huge part of what they did. Taking that away was just such uh, something they couldn't overcome. Uh, I think that second score that's in the interior uh, doing all that work for them. I think that's just something that they uh, – I love Jaron Jackson Jr. That's not that's not his makeup. That's not what he does. He steps out and drills a three. Uh, he'll block some shots. He's not necessarily the same kind of guy as Jonas Valanciunas. Do you disagree, Trey? No, and I think you mentioned that J- – Jaws numbers were up this year. Um, part of that is why they traded Valanciunas. They wanted to give more opportunity for growth for Jaw and Jaron Jackson Jr. But part of that risk is what happens when one of those two goes down and then you don't have multiple offensive focal points. When teams can just focus on, you know, on shutting one guy down, unless you're a Luka Doncic, you know, that type of guy, it's really difficult to run any kind of offense. So I get why they traded Valanciunas, I, but like you said, they could really use him right now to lean on with jobbing out. I think Memphis Grizzly fans, and I think uh, we have to get our Memphis Grizzly guy uh, from Sports Ethos on here because he did say something about the trade wasn't necessarily about just giving up you know, Jonas and, and getting Steven Adams. It was about uh, – I think the picks or something. It was about something for the future. So I think Grizzly fans just need to hold tight. I think it's going to be a rough you know, season for them, but uh, the, the seasons beyond are still looking bright. Any other thoughts there on the uh, Memphis Grizzlies there, Brandon? Yeah, just piggyback off of what you guys were talking about. Like uh, they traded away uh, a Jonas who is a low post scorer, right? So that was a big uh, help for job because when he, you know, he's a, slashing guard right he can get downhill beat you off the first step and then make a defender come help and Jonas was a really good uh low post scorer so that really benefited them but now you put Steven Adams in there that's just not what he's supposed to do um he's just more of a big physical guy that can get you rebounds and get uh jump shooters uh open off screens and stuff so 
I think that's basically where I'm trying to go with that. So, yeah. So I think we're right there. Um, all right. Talk to me, Brandon, about the Minnesota Timberwolves. What do you think that they're, uh, you know, you know that Trey and I are high on them. What do you think their uh, ESPN BPI win projection was? I'm going to say 32. Oh, dude, you're killing me, man. All right. I guessed 39 and Trey guessed 43. And the ESPN BPI is at 40, which gives me the win. I'll take it. All right, Brandon, go ahead. Talk to me about the the, the Timberwolves, man. You, you're 32. Really? 32? After what they've done? They've won like six of the last seven games and you're at 32? Come on, man. Tell me. Tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, I just don't think they have the the depth to sustain what they're doing. They're ten, they're sitting at 10 and 10 right now. Um, They're not playing the best basketball. And when when they're good, they're really good. But when they're bad, they're really bad. I don't really know how else to explain it than that. But um, that's really what I have for you. As a yeah, Timberwolves I mean, homer, I'm going to challenge you on the depth point. I think they, I think they have a lot more depth than people realize. They just they aren't big names. But like, so Nas Reed is the backup for Cat, and he's not a big name, but he does the same thing. Should Kat I hit that? Should I hit that? Are we gonna BS him? <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how to call so a BS there, but I do I do I do agree with you, Trey. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, but like I think they they have a pretty well bit well built teams in terms of depth. They've got you know Okogi and Beasley to back up Edwards. They've got Vanderbilt and McDaniel's there at the power forward. Beverly and Russell um, at the point you know at the guard spots. I um, I'm trying to now I'm trying to think of a BS. So you've got them at 32 <laughs> wins. <laughs> Um, if we placed it at 37, would you take the under and I'll take the over, brother Brandon? Yeah, let's do it. All right, there it is. We are. That's our first BS in like five shows, man. I, we we had to bring that back out. I'm glad we, I'm glad we got one going there. Uh, if if no. they were in the if they were in the Eastern Conference, I would have I'd be a little bit more higher on them. But they're in the Western Conference where they got to see Denver four times. They got to see Dallas four times. They got to see Portland four times. Like, do you do you guys really think Denver and Portland? You're bringing these guys out like they're powerhouses or something. These guys, these aren't necessarily I, great teams right now. But they're, but they're better than Minnesota. Would you disagree with that? Uh, I, well, no, I wouldn't disagree with that. But can Minnesota win a game or two against them? I, I definitely think so. Can they split a season series against them? I think so. I mean, if it's a seven game series, no, they're not going to win. There's no way. No, but like they, uh, I'm looking at their schedule now. They in December they have three days off before they play at Denver. If you, if Porter Jr. and Murray are both still out and it's just Jokic by himself, I like the I like the Timberwolves on three days rest against a depleted Denver team. Um, you know they play at they play at Portland before that and they get a couple days rest. I I don't I don't hate a lot of those matchups and. Yeah, I'm just I'm real high on the Timberwolves. I love them. I think so. I so think am I. Okay, so let me let me talk a little. Okay, so let me talk a little bit about the, what do I what do I like about the Timberwolves? Let me talk a little bit about that. I like I like Carl Anthony Towns. I've always loved Carl Anthony Towns. He's he hasn't transcended to the point that he's one of the elite players. He's kind of like Anthony Davis now. You always think he's gonna be better than he is. He's not necessarily that dude, but he is a freaking good player. Like he is, you know, not necessarily as dominant. He doesn't have that killer instinct every single game. Um, but he's a good player. He, he's better than I would say um, 
I would say you'd be hard pressed to find five centers better in, in the NBA than Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, and if you want to call a BS on me on that, go for it. But uh, I, I really, I really truly believe that. I think Anthony Edwards is really the big surprise here. Uh, and he's really taken a step forward this season. And, you know, he's, he's really taken ownership of this team. He's giving this team more of an identity, I think. And he's just been so aggressive, which has been a detriment at some point. I don't think the problem is death. I think the problem is just inexperience. And sometimes they just try to do too much, especially Anthony Edwards just tries to do too much. And he ends up playing them. And, you know, he's kind of like Russell Westbrook in that way. He's got like one speed, right? And sometimes that just doesn't necessarily work every single time. Um, and of course, D'Angelo Russell, you know, I don't, I'm not necessarily the hugest D'Angelo Russell fan, but at the same time, I think he's a better than average point guard. I think in, in Brooklyn, he really showed that he can be, you know, a, a third score, fourth score, whatever you want to call him. Uh, just that dude that, that comes out and just, you know, puts buckets on teams. I think that's totally fine. They've got Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt's playing fantastic next to Carlton Towns now. I love him. Uh, they've also got uh, Jaden McDaniels or, or Jalen McDaniels, one of the McDaniels they've got there. Um, yeah, he's he's decent, um, and I don't mind him either. So, you know, they've, they've got the pieces. It's just a matter of putting it all together and having a solid season. I think 40 wins is definitely doable. Any response there, Brother Brandon? Yeah, I just I – just... When I look at the standings and I see one thing that stands out to me is uh, not the overall record, but like the home record and the uh, and the away record. And what I'm seeing right now is Minnesota is a it's six and six at home. So for 40 wins, you're six and six at home. I I don't know. I I don't really like that. It's more of a gamble than anything, if you ask me. But hey, you what? guys like them. I'm with you guys. Oh, who wants to be in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. Who wants to be? Yeah, no one wants to be there. I currently have one bet out on this. Actually, I'm the only person that has a bet on the show on this. It's 34 and a half wins, uh, over 34 and a half wins. I'm feeling pretty good about that so far, but we'll see how it goes. All right, New Orleans Pelicans, Brandon. What do you got them for the win total? Um, I'm gonna say 22. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 22. I got 38. That puts us equidistant there. But Mr. Trey is the big winner with 37 wins. Uh, which isn't necessarily – no one's a big winner when we talk about the Pelicans these days, but uh, he's seven away from the from the total there. So uh, so we'll give you the win, Trey. Uh, talk to me about the Pelicans. What do you think? Wake me up when Zion comes back. I, <laughs> depending on, you know, depending on how long he's out is whether they, they hit the 30 or they get closer to that 37. I think Brandon Ingram is is talented. Obviously, he's extremely talented. But I think it's showing that he's not the number one guy and that Zion, you know, there there has been a little bit of, you know, push and pull on who's the real number one guy when they're both healthy. I think this is showing that it's Zion's team when he can get out there. But let me know when he's out there. I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Jonas is great there. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how Jonas Valanciunas and, and Zion, uh, you know, work together. I'm a big Jonas fan, obviously, if you can't tell. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, but yeah, I agree. Wake me up when Zion comes. Any thoughts there, Brandon? Uh, I said 22. I meant 32. My bad. <laughs> no, uh, no. When Zion gets back, they're gonna be they're gonna be better. It's it's just the weight game for them right now, man. Yeah. Okay. OKC Thunder. What are your guess there for BPI? 24. 44. 24. Oh, 24. Okay. I was like, what? 
<laughs> you're crazy. Uh, 24. Okay, okay. All right, 24. My guess was 25, so you're right in line with me there. Trey's guess was 20. BPI has them at 28, which makes me just barely the winner. I etched you out there. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of the Thunder, but I think that they have the talent. They're just going to turn the tank on at some point. It's just a matter of when that's going to happen. But uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, great talent. I love watching him play. I think he's you know absolutely stellar when it comes to driving to the basket and creating offense. Um, they have some interesting pieces there in uh, Darius Basley. Uh, Jeremiah Earl Jones, or is that, I don't know, what's his, Earl Robinson, whatever his name is, that, that guy's yeah, got yeah. three names, <laughs> he's, he's interesting, uh, but yeah, they, they, uh, Josh, uh, Giddy, obviously, so they, they've got some really, really talented pieces there, um, just young, inexperienced again, so I think it's going to be enough, another rough season for him, so uh, 28's, a, I think, a little high, I do like my guests there, 25 a little bit better, uh, 24, like you said, Brandon, some, somewhere in that range, so uh, Trey, what do you think there about the OKC Thunder? I think you're right I'm on the 25. I think Poku's shown that he's probably not going to uh, be a guy who stays in the league, which is disappointing for me because he's just so fun when it clicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to see SGA dedicate himself a little more on the defensive end, the couple games I've caught of them. Um, I really came into the season thinking that he was going to be at least an average defender, and it seems like he's – I thought Giddy was going to be the weak point, and it – more often, it seemed like it's been SGA, which was really surprising. But his, like you said, he did, he spends so much energy driving constantly yeah. for that team that you know you can kind of excuse it. Giddy's been a bright spot for me. I didn't. I thought his playmaking would be good. I didn't think it would translate quite this easily. Um, but part of that is just you know his size. He's not a, a great athlete, but he's got great vision. He's got good size, so he's got good passing angles, and it they've been fun to watch. Yeah, they are fun to watch. Brandon, any thoughts on the Thunder? Um, to be honest with you, I haven't gotten to see many Thunder games this year, so my analysis on it wouldn't be too uh, accurate. So I'm just they are actually it the closest. That. They are actually the closest regional team to me, but uh, I also have not watched many of their games, so it's okay. Uh, they are fun to watch though here and there. I do catch their games every now and then. It's kind of fun to watch like a, a Pistons versus OKC Thunder. I like. I wouldn't call it bad basketball because obviously I've watched way worse basketball. I've watched you play Brandon. So uh, oh. I've definitely watched way worse basketball. Actually, you know what? Tell me, talk to me about talking talk to me. You know what? No, I'll bring it up in a minute here. Remind, remind me. I've got something to bring up with you. They're, they're a great condensed game team to watch. Um, like yeah. on the NBA, it's like, it's like a 10 minute game and it's just all the, all of the, all the best parts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, Phoenix Suns here. What's your guess here for their win total? I'm going to go flat out 60. 60. That's a good guess. Uh, I had 52. Trey had 50. And the BPI has them at 53, which is kind of wow. low. Because, they, they, yeah, they started. So so I think they won, like, the last 16 games or something like that. Um, I believe that's what I heard today on, on the ESPN. Or, uh, I know it's at least yeah. Because Chris Paul is the first player to ever have 16-game winning streaks with three franchises. But I'm the big winner, so I'll go ahead and uh, say uh, I'm the winner there. Uh, yeah, I've been a Phoenix Suns stand since last season. I thought adding Chris Paul to this, this squad just basically unlocked it, uh, which turned out to be entirely true. I won a lot of money on them last season. Uh, you know, This season, I think people have caught on, so I can't necessarily do that, unfortunately. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, they're just playing great basketball. It's a lot of fun to watch them. I enjoy watching them play. 
not much to say here. It's just kind of par for the course at this point. Uh, if, if you watched them at all last season, it's the same thing this season. I encourage you to watch it. So uh, any thoughts there, Trey? Mikael Bridges might be the best perimeter defender in the league right now. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, we all have them above 50 wins. They're right on pace for it. Uh, I could see them getting to 60 with as well as they've been playing as down as the West has been. Like, we, you know, some of the top teams haven't been so top. And I like his call of 60. I think, I would, I think I would, it's going to be closer to 60 than it is to 53. I kind of wonder if, like, I don't know if their simulation does this, but if they, like, are planning on Chris Paul sitting out some games, I think I think it would be very wise for the, the Suns to sit him out for a, a span of, like, 10 games in, like, a, a couple months here uh, just to get him rested up for the playoffs. Any thoughts on the Suns there, Brandon? They're, they're just a good team overall, like, all around. Um, the, the injuries to Comiskey kind of hurt and uh, Sarjic, Dario Sarjic, um, being out for system for season kind of hurts hurts their uh, their backcourt, but honestly, like it's it 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 looks like uh, the new coach there, along with Chris Paul, has established a culture there of every night's a playoff night. Because when they go out there and play, like you're gonna get 110 percent the Phoenix Suns every night that they're on the floor. So that's why I'm a big fan of Phoenix. I love what they're doing over there. Um, they just play hard, and Devin Booker, if you need a bucket, he'll he'll get it. So that's a good point. They are like the Knicks in that sense, except they're way deeper than the Knicks. So I think it works better for the Phoenix Suns. All right, Portland Trailblazers. What do you think for their win total? Uh, I'm gonna go with 39. 39. Trey had yeah. 43. I had 46, and the ESPN BPI is 44. So that makes Trey the winner, big winner, Trey. Talk to me about the Portland Trailblazers. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> they um, are who we, who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they did the same thing that they did with Stotts. Um, Dame's excellent with the ball. He's subpar without the ball, and that really kind of limits the ceiling for that team for me because they're not – I'm not sure what their defensive numbers are, but with Lillard and McCollum as the backcourt duo, it's not it's not anything that teams aren't able to exploit. So I it's tracking right on how I thought it would, just chugging right along to a first round exit. Yeah, you're probably right there. There's not much else to say. Um, Larry Nance Jr., we thought he was going to be, I don't know, I would say godsend, but more than he's been for them so far. Uh, kind of disappointing what he's done so far. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I thought, I mean, with my prediction being kind of right on track, I I thought he was going to come in and kind of be a Band-Aid on a gunshot and, you know, appease Lillard for at least another year, give them something that at least kept them in the playoff picture. But he he hasn't contributed like I thought he would. Yeah, kind of a disappointment. Any thoughts there on the Trailblazers? Brandon? Uh yeah, they're <clears throat> I I got them I got them in the play in, man. They're just um they just Robert Covington, I I don't know what that guy's been on lately. Like the the first few years he was in the league, he was like a good shooter, a good defender and all that stuff, but now it just seems like he went over there and he's just kind of like fallen into the role of I'm just here to make my money to me. It looks like um, so that that's backfiring on them. Um, 
losing Zach Collins, I think, is bothering them a little bit because Zach Collins is a stretch four. He can pull, you know, he can make uh, driving lanes for Dame and CJ. You take that away, you put Larry Nance down there on the block, which is not bad, but it's he's not like again he's not like a low post scorer like he's gotta he's gotta have other people create for him and to me that's just not how it's how portland has ever been ran with their offense so um i think 39 39 wins is where i'm at because i just i'm just worried about dame worried about everything he's going through and i don't know i just don't i'm not high on them this year yeah he hasn't been super healthy obviously he has that uh like abdominal string, whatever it was he's dealing with at the at the Olympics, and he's still dealing with it. He had to miss a game, I think just one game so far for it. So uh, Robert Covington, I think, has been the biggest disappointment for me. Uh, just another slow start for him, but it's been even slower than normal. Um, but I think starting to turn around recently, so hopefully they'll start to pick it up here. Sacramento Kings, man, what do you got for their win total? Um, I'm going to go with Sean Holmes. I'm gonna, yeah, 34. 34? Yeah. Trey's at 33, so he was right there with you. I'm at 38. The BPI has him at 39, which makes me another winner. Ding, 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 ding. Winner, <laughs> winner, chicken dinner. Uh, okay, so Rashawn Holmes. Talk to me about Rashawn Holmes, Brandon. You played him in, in high school. Is that right? No, college, actually. Oh, in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So he went yeah, to Moraine. To yeah, he went yeah. to Moraine Valley. Um, we all knew he was good. Uh, he was, you know, he's 6'10", 7 foot. He was the tallest guy in the gym all the time. He came, every time he walked through, you knew who he was. Um, he dominated us twice. I think he averaged like 30 against us. Um, <laughs> we actually ended up beating them on their home floor, which really? was uh, pretty pretty impressive for ECC at the time. Um, <laughs> but then we met them. I'm sorry? Oh, I just said congrats on the win. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> But uh, we actually we played them to go down to the the NJCAA, and uh, they beat us in the championship game by like ten. But it was a really good year, really good experience. We all knew he was gonna go to Bowling Green, so we always got hyped up for that game. Um, but yeah, he, you could just tell he was he was just far more talented than the guys that we had in the area. So. Well, he's a JUCO guy, though, and he ended up playing in the NBA. That's, I mean, that's a great story, though, you know? It's like he's yeah. not he's not a, a five-star recruit or something. He had to really work there. I, I, I'm a big Rashawn Holmes fan. And uh, his mother, I think it is, that, uh, that you know, always tweets out and stuff like that. She's a, she's, she's a, a nice one, too. We'll have to get our, our Kings uh, Sports Ethos people on here to talk with us because I know they're really uh, in, into those guys. Uh, but, no, I, I um, you know, the Kings, uh, I – the Kings are the Kings. The Kings are the Kings. Uh, they they started hot. They started, you know, maybe promising a better year. And they've just come crashing down to earth. And they had a really terrible loss again tonight. And um, I don't know. It's just – Luke Walton was fired, obviously. Um, I don't know how much it helps anything. I don't know how much it hurt anything having Luke Walton as a coach. I think I, – I wasn't a fan of him as a coach. I don't think he was a great coach. But I think there are just some, some real – problems there that go beyond just the coaching uh even beyond probably just the roster because uh, they do have some talent there they've got De'Aaron Fox they've got Davion Mitchell I love off night Davion Mitchell I love Rashawn Holmes like I said I love um I mean I think Harrison Barnes is decent you know he's he's a good glue guy I think um you know he's a, he's just like an average player I guess but but he's not bad I just 
I just don't know why they have such problems putting it together to get a decent season. You know, this 39 wins even that, that the BPI is putting out there feels high to me. I, I just, I think they're going to win, you know, 36, 37 games. It's just, just so disappointing. Talk to me, Trey. What do you think about the Kings? Disappointing is the right word for it. I like a lot of their pieces. I loved that they got Halliburton. And they last year there was just a lot of promise with and Bagley being in those line, you know, Bagley not being around has hurt that. But there I just went to go look at the the last three or last year, the top three lineups were plus seven point seven. Plus six point six and plus twelve point three in net rating per hundred possessions. So it, I thought the bench was going to be the big issue, but this year it's just they, their starters haven't been able to get them out to leagues, and it's just been another disappointing year. Uh, the Kings are the like you said, the Kings are the Kings. Maybe Marvin Bagley can now that he's starting to get some play. Now that Luke Walton's gone, maybe he can shine a little bit and at least net them something of value in the trade market before he leaves this offseason. More of a deep league thing, but if you guys are a fantasy players out there, Chimezi Metu, uh, I think I'm saying that right, Metu, he's a, uh, a an interesting guy. He hits threes and gets blocks and, and scores and, and rebounds. So uh, someone to consider in deep leagues only. I wouldn't necessarily consider him like a 12-team league uh, or not, you know, or like a 10-team league because he just doesn't doesn't do enough. But uh, but no, yeah, they've got just interesting pieces. It's just uh, it's just so disappointing. I hope they have a good season sometime here. Uh, Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, Brandon. What's your guess for their win total? I'm gonna say 26. 26 is decent. You're five off there. Trey had 22. He was lower. He's more off. <laughs> I had 35, and I'm the winner again. I'll take my wins. Ding, 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 ding for me. I like <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, 30. So I was four off there. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, 31, 35. I mean, um, Greg Popovich effect. They're not a good team, but they're going to win games that they're not supposed. They have no, you know, business in winning. Uh, Dejounte Murray has been freaking crazy this season. I've got him in a few, uh, or at least one fantasy league. I think maybe two. Um, but man, that guy can, that guy can ball. He, he, has uh, I think even surprised me who I, I was pretty high in him. I didn't think he was this good. Uh, Derek White's been a little, little disappointing. Um, Jakob Pertl, uh, who I always struggle to say his name. I, I like him a lot. He's a very decent center. They just have, they have a decent, a somewhat decent squad and they've got Popovich as their coach. So I, you know, that's why I kind of felt like they were going to win. Low mid thirties. I think my guess at thirty five is a little high. I think thirty one. I think that that just sounds spot on to me at this point. So, uh, Trey, what do you what are your thoughts there on Spurs? I still think they're going to be lower. I like the thirty one. I Jakobertel has been great. Like you said, he's really developed these last couple of years being in the Spurs system. Murray's putting up nineteen eight and eight. Uh, not on great shooting percentages, but you know he's he's the number one focal point on a on an offense, which gets you a different level of respect from a defense. Uh, I just, I see this as the year that the Spurs sag and try and get one of these top four picks. They've got, I still feel like they're a big away from being contenders and four of the top five picks in this draft are 6'10 or bigger. So I, that's just where I, I, I think this is the year that they, they tank a little bit. I'm still on that train. They might, they might. What do you think, Brandon? 
Um, thirty, thirty-one. They're five and thirteen right now, so that's what twenty-five, twenty-six games they got to win out of sixty-four. Um, I like that. Uh, they're 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 gonna get Zach Collins back before Christmas, is what I'm reading. Um, that's gonna that's gonna bring you know a stretch yeah. forward to their team. Jakob Porto's mm-hmm. really nice on the block. He can uh, score pretty good. Um, down in the low post area, so I kind of like that combination of the four-five there. Um, Desante Murray is having a year, and Derek White. You gotta love Derek White, man. So, um, let's not I think forget, that's let's right, not about, right about, Let's not forget about our guy, Daddy is Young, over there, man. That is, I mean, he hasn't even played that much, but when he does play, he just he looks great. Doug McDermott also over there, uh, former Bull. So, uh, is it Vassell? Yeah. Is that how you say his last name? The rookie. Uh, Devin Vassell. Yeah, I forgot about him. Also, he, yeah, he's, he's a, also he's had a, a few games where he's really looked, um, he's really looked assertive and good, and. He, you mentioning Thad Young is what made me think about it. Thad Young shouted him out for uh, leading a team meeting after a loss the other night. And so it, that first culture is just, it's so great for growth for everybody and just around it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, we do have a few bets on that, Trey. We've got uh, you, you and me have a BS bet here. I've got the over 28 and a half wins. You've got the under 20 and a half. Like you said, though, if they do end up tanking, you do win that bet, but uh, I, I like my odds here still. So uh, I just don't – I don't see them taking. I don't know. I, I, I like to call BS on you on that, but I uh, – I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I can see that. All right, Utah Jazz, Brandon, talk to me. What do you have for their win total? Um, They've been kind of scary lately, to be honest with you. Uh, But I think they're going to be right about 50 – I'm going to go 55. 55 is a good guess. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Trey has 56 and I have 59 and the ESPN BPI is 57. So yeah, that makes Trey a winner. That's why he's wooing over there. Go ahead, <laughs> Trey. Talk to me about, uh, uh, I was, about that was, We were all real close on that one. Um, yeah. the regular season juggernaut, it's Rudy Gobert is just, he is a system like no other on the defensive end. There are lots of players in the NBA that are the system because of the offense. Jokic, Steph Curry, you know, those types of guys, Luka. But the way Rudy Gobert just allows this team to chug along into regular season victories, it's just, it's admirable to watch every year. I think he's one of the more underrated people in the league for what he's able to offer a team just in terms of a baseline. And 57, that sounds about right for for them they're just they're yeah. going to keep on keeping on well there's such a there's such a large you know sample size at this point i mean we've seen we've seen this team play I, i'm pretty sure this core has been together for at least four seasons right so uh there's not really a lot of surprises here um they're going to chuckle on they're going to do what they're going to do um this wasn't really hard to, to guess i've got a bet on them at over 52 and a half wins uh you know espn bpi has them at 57 I had him at 59, so I, I'm feeling pretty good about that still. I um, think they're going to end up, you know, maybe 55 to 57 wins. I think that's probably a good spot for them. There's probably going to be a period where they just don't – I don't know if they don't try so hard. They, like you said, they are a regular season team. But, Brandon, what are your thoughts there on the Utah Jazzy Jazz? Well, <clears throat> I'm okay with going with the under on this one. Um, I don't know if you guys have uh, watched many Utah games, but it seems like they don't really have that go-to closer anymore right now. Um, 
It, it happened uh, the last two games. I forgot who they were playing, but they had the lead. They were up like two points, four points. And all of a sudden, you know, the next thing I know, it's a turnover three. They they lose. Turnover three, they lose. So that's my really big concern with them is that um, Donovan Mitchell, He I don't know, man. He's just not playing the way he's supposed, he, he usually does. So I'm kind of curious to know if, that injured ankle that he suffered last year is still bothering him or what's going on with that? But he doesn't seem to have the same first step that he had. Joe Inglis is the one that's been struggling for me that I'm a little, little concerned about, but uh, I'm not too concerned. I think they'll be just fine. Trey, are you concerned at all? No, I, they have had some rough breaks the last couple games, but I, I think every team's going to have a few of those every season. So, no, I. I thought about trying to call. Oh, bless you! I thought about trying to call BS on Brandon since he said he was so low on Utah, but I no, I yeah. I think they'll just tug right along. No worries. Um, I did have some other options here for or some other things for us to talk about as far as uh, some headlines like some Chet Holmgren talk here. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and just pass on that stuff, guys. Uh, I mean, I'm in love with basketball. Something else I'm totally in love with is the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. This package also comes with amazing liquid formulations to keep the boys fresh on, on and off the court. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. It's time to keep your testes clean and ready for battle. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. HoopBall20. Again, I think all our promos are still hoopball. But we are sports ethos now. All right, but we're going to skip over to our 11-29 uh, games for our BSPP locks, gentlemen, because we are running up against the time limit here. So uh, I'm going to let you start, Trey. Why don't you tell me what you got here for tomorrow? That would be Monday's games. All right, I've got three plays. I've got a, par- a two-team parlay, money line parlay. I've got the Bulls beating the Hornets and the Clippers beating the Pelicans. And then I've okay. got two just odd odds plays. So you said Bulls, Bulls over Hornets and Clippers over Pelicans. Clippers over Pelicans, got it. And then I don't have the odds for that yet on the parlay. But the next two, they're just the point spreads, so they're minus one ten. I've got the Bulls currently minus four over the Pacers. Again, I'm high on the Timberwolves. I'm not so high on the Pacers, so I think they're going to win that one. And then I've got the Cavs plus five and a half over the Mavericks. I think the Cavs' defense with Mobley being back is – I think it's going to be a close game. The Mavericks probably win, but I like the five and a half points. Yeah, that's that slipped – I think it opened at like something crazy, like nine and a half or something. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. But I saw it opened at seven. Let me see. Yeah, it opened, it opened at you're right. It opened, it opened at seven and it went to five and a half. So people are jumping on that Cleveland train. I think it's a lot of it has to do with Evan Mobley being back and playing pretty decently. Um, all right, Brandon, you have any plays for us for tomorrow's games? Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like the Thunder money line. I like. Thunder okay. I I I I have a DraftKings sportsbook, so they're giving uh they're giving Charlotte plus five. Um, Charlotte likes to play close games, so I like uh, Charlotte plus five. Oh, okay. Charlotte Hornets plus five. Well, why, why are you hating on the Bulls? <laughs> I'm not hating on the Bulls. You took the I think Detroit, they're gonna, I think they're gonna win. Yeah. Well, I think they're gonna win, but Charlotte has played like 
every time Charlotte plays, it's like a, it's either an overtime game or it's like a two or three point game. So I just sure. think that they like to keep it close. And if they want to give me uh, five points, I'm going to take that. Um, <clears throat> I don't like the way I, I think Utah is. Uh, they had a nice blowout win against the Pelicans, but they're giving they're going to give Portland seven points on uh, draft uh, Kings. So I'm going to take Portland plus seven as well. Okay, so that's Portland plus seven um, versus who are they playing? They're playing the They're playing Jazz. Utah Jazz. I actually have them in half. I'll give you seven and a half. So seven I like that call. Yeah. No, he is possible. Gobert, like I was talking about his defensive system earlier, but that defensive system is dropping on pick and rolls. So. Dame might have Dame's in line to have a big game. I'd almost like to see. I wonder what the odds are for Dame to have plus thirty-five points. If it's plus two hundred, that's something I'd look at. Oh, well, I'm, I sure De- that. I'm sure. I I hit Devin Booker plus thirty, thirty plus the other night. It's pretty oh, yeah? nice. Yeah, against the Nets. I've been looking for Dame to have. Up? I've been looking for Dame to have that like forty-point explosion. There's no odds up yet on my bookie. I'm trying to look. Um, I'm guarantee you that 30 points is is going to be better than plus 200. Though I bet you, I bet it'd be like plus. If I had to guess, like plus 270, plus 300, somewhere in that range. So you might be might be cooking there. Um, but yeah, I like your I like your call about the drop coverage. Uh, in OKC Thunder, you you've got the money line against the Rockets. Uh, their Rockets are a two point favorite right now, which that kind of yeah. I think I would rather the money line on the, on the Thunder too, so I don't I don't mind that call either. Uh, I like it. Uh, okay, I've got two for you guys. I have a couple of game totals, I believe. No, I've got a game total and I've got a spread. Game total I've got here is the Pelicans and the Clippers under two eleven and a half. That's minus one ten, obviously, so one point one unit to win one unit. Uh, this is the same, basically the same play as I had in the last show uh, with the Clippers, but uh, I mean, why not go back to it? Uh, yeah, so after hitting in the last show, I'm going to go back to betting the under in the Pelicans game. The Clippers continue to be stellar on the defensive end, and they held the Warriors, like I said, to just 105 points. And the Clips are just absolutely atrocious on the offensive end uh, most nights, it feels like. So, and again, they're on the back to back, so they're going to have tired legs. I think they're going to play great defense, but their offense is going to just be bad again, as it usually is. So 211.5 just feels a tad bit high, especially for the Pelicans. The Pelicans are playing better as of late and scoring a little bit better, but um, I still just think it's a little bit high. So uh, I'm going to go the under there and open at 212.5. It, it already has dropped a point, so grab it now before it drops another few points in the morning. Um, and then I'm going to ride your, your call there. Mr. Trey, and I'm going to take the T-Wolves at minus four. Uh, you and I are both on that bandwagon. Uh, Pacers, I'm just not a big Pacers fan, just same as you. I just don't understand you know, where, where they're supposed to be good. Uh, Pacers on a back-to-back. Uh, they haven't seen the Wolves squad yet. Uh, I think the Pacers just, just – they're not great. I'm riding the Wolves train. They won last of the six, six of the last seven. Uh, all of them by pretty decent margins too, so – uh, just the team feels like it's on the verge of turning a corner. So uh, I just hope they keep the foot on the gas here and they take care of the Pacers. So I am also on Wolves minus four. And that's it. That's going to do it for us, guys. Those are your plays. That's going to do it here at VSPP. We hope you have had a fantastic Thanksgiving and we hope you have a fantastic and great week for this, you know, your Monday. You're going to hear this. Uh, if you're out there listening, please, please, please leave us a review. 
takes two minutes and will help us a ton get the word out about the pod. I'm Keith Cork, and you can find me at, at BSBP Keith on Twitter. Trey, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter at Final Finally. And I know my brother doesn't do Twitter because he's uh, he's adult, but uh, if he does get on Twitter, I'll you know he'll be at BSBP Brandon or something. I'll make him do it. Uh, now you can find our show Twitter here, guys, at at BSBP underscore NBA. And that's gonna do it. Get out there and crush those bookies, guys. Bye.